does bigger really mean better? No, for real. I'm talking about social media. I've had six TikToks go over 20,000. I've helped so many of my clients explode their TikToks in different social media platforms. And funny enough, my Instagram has stayed between that 1400, 1500 mark for quite a while now. And interestingly enough, Instagram is my most lucrative platform. I want to talk about how smaller sometimes can be better because it means you're fostering a beautiful, intimate environment, but I want to sit here and give you the actual tips, tricks, and strategies on how I was able to foster such a lucrative yet intimate and beautiful environment in the first place. If you want the inside scoop, keep listening. Welcome back. My name is Adrienne and I am the CEO and founder of Ambitious and Caffeinated. I help moms start and grow a wildly profitable online business while putting motherhood first. Ambitious and Caffeinated helps our clients go from struggling solopreneurs to thriving empires. I started my entrepreneur journey as a teen mom who just wanted to be home with my babies and custom create my career. I knew that the 9 to 5 lifestyle was never meant for me. The business model I designed and created allows me to get paid daily, stabilize my income while working part-time hours as a stay-at-home mom. Now I help other moms turn into online CEOs, get paid daily, and own their power in motherhood. Not only do I cover all the things marketing and business, we get deep here and we don't shy away from the vulnerable chats. You can find me on Instagram at ambitiousandcaffeinated or head over to our site at ambitiousandcaffeinated.com and you can check out the free resource vault and all of the courses and programs I have available. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into the episode. Oh my goodness. Hello, my beautiful friends. So I am just so excited for this conversation. If you haven't noticed, I did an Instagram stories training week and all of these podcasts are just a longer version of how all of those stories were. And so today I just really wanted to talk about this because so many people are in my inbox and like they're, they have small audiences and they're like, I just don't understand how I'm supposed to grow. I have 300 people in my audience. I only have 500. I only have a thousand. And like, the truth is I've worked with people who have over a hundred thousand followers and that means diddly squat because it doesn't mean that they got good at selling. It doesn't mean they're good at monetizing and they're good at getting brand deals, but not necessarily selling their own stuff. So they don't really have control over their income, which is another whole other thing. But I, this is, you know, you've probably heard this a million times. I had my first $20,000 launch with about 200 people in my audience. And I was about 37, 38 weeks pregnant with Miles, who was my last baby. It didn't make sense. I had so much, like, I'm just going to talk about the mindset part of it. It worked because I showed up, comma, I did the work, comma. I had freaking faith that it was all going to come together, even when it felt like I didn't. I think I did like a three-week launch or something like that for my social media management. It was like engagement services, so it was something I could do um, very on my own time, and it was very flexible, but got them the results, and I just mentioned that because I was about to have four under four, but we needed the agency, (laughs) and anywho, so um, the last... I think it was the last four days, if I'm not mistaken. This was several years ago now, but it was like the last couple days. I know it was like at the very end of the launch. That's when I had all of the people start enrolling into the course I was having and also into the services. I always do a two-tier offer system. I've already talked about that, I think, in the seven-day sales cycle episode. Um, And I also talked about in the last episode about, you know, embodying that 
those five figure months. And I've, I've talked about it before, so this isn't going to shock you, but always having a two tier offer system. I was like, Hey, I can do it for you. And this is going to be the price, or I can teach you in this group program or in this course for this price. So I was able to funnel people into two different areas. So I think I had four people, if I'm not mistaken, pay in full for my engagement services. And then I also had, maybe it was five, but four people pay in full for my engagement services. And then I had like, I don't know, 10 people come into the program, something like that. And it worked out to be a $20,000 launch. And I literally cried. I was like, this, this can't be real. Oh my freaking goodness, this cannot be real. (laughs) And I was just blown away and it just opened up so many beautiful doors. But I don't want to just sit here and talk all about my launch, but there's a lot to be said here. I only had 200 people in my audience, 200 people. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence in growing my social media because what I started to do is I would break down how much money my business would make per hundred people in that platform. So I actually want to take the time to show you how I break down how much my social media makes per followers. Um, If you have a more intimate audience, like, you know, under, you know, 10,000, we'll just say, it, it makes more sense to break it down per hundred followers. And when you have a larger following, like let's just say over 20,000, it makes more sense to break it down per, per thousand. So I remember telling you guys that I had a TikTok, like I said, it, it was ranging between 30 to 40,000 followers. And I made about $12,000-ish that year on that platform. So when I break it down per thousand followers, I would make $342.85 per thousand followers. I also want to know if I get any of this math wrong, even though it feels very simple, I have dyscalculia and I literally cannot comprehend how some math equations work, even though I know, like I'm, I'm not a dumb person. I have a really hard time with specifically numbers and I think it's kind of comical, but like, here we go. So let's just say your Instagram is making $50,000 a year and you have a thousand people in your audience. If we break it down for every hundred followers, or sorry, pardon, yeah, for every hundred followers, it would mean you make $5,000 for every hundred people that come into your audience if they're the right people. This is the math that I had used. Um, At the time, I had literally, (laughs) I think I made like $40,000 on, we'll say like $35,000 on Instagram by the time that launch $20,000 launch happened. And I only had like 250 people in my audience that like by that point, I think. Um, okay. So that would have meant I made $14,000 for every hundred followers. Why am I telling you this? You're probably like, mm, yeah, like what does that have to do with anything? As you can see, there's quite a difference, um, even the TikTok versus the Instagram, like per thousand followers, I'm still making a fraction of the amount as I do per hundred followers on Instagram because it's an intimate platform and you have the opportunity to deeply connect and warm and nurture your audience. I am not bringing up these numbers to rub it in anyone's face or, you know, I just, I really want to share the behind the scenes of what that looks like because to me, it's just really important to be transparent about, you know, about your numbers, but also by understanding like, oh dang, if I made, you know, in that season, I was making $14,000 for every hundred people who came into my audience, you dang better believe that I'm going to prioritize growing my audience. And this looked like 
I've talked about this in the past. If you go to my Instagram at ambitious and caffeinated, I literally have an old, 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 old stories training called my 25 message rule. Well, this 25 message rule is teaches you to go find 15 new people, just have a conversation on their stories. No hey girl messages, no weird cold DMs, literally just reply on their stories and then go to 10 in quotations, old people just already in your network and rewarm the conversations. That's all you're doing. The lead generation part of things gets to be so fun because all you are doing is rewarming your audience, um, building up connections, building relationships, and your content does all the selling for you. And I know for a lot of people, they're like, wow, that sounds like you're putting a lot of trust into the algorithm doing its part. But what people fail to understand is when you're having conversations with people, your content goes right in front of them. So the more you're having conversations with people, the more you're engaged with them, the more you're popping up right in front of their face. So it's kind of like a no brainer. Um, But the reason I just want to showcase this is I was on Instagram for only a couple hours a week. And this is like during a launch phase. This is during like selling out uh, one of my high ticket programs, whether this is my one on one or my mastermind, like I was on it for probably three hours a week. And my content was already scheduled. This was a huge focus in building relationships and engagement. And then what's really beautiful is once you are sold out and you have that reoccurring revenue, you can really let go of your social media a little bit in terms of being on it consistently. And this is just so beautiful by growing an intimate audience and having this beautiful network. And this works not only well for if you have a high ticket offer, this works for any kind of offer because you're audience is consistently seeing your content and consistently seeing your offer. And it's just like so phenomenal. This works exceptionally well when you do have a high ticket, but I mean, at the, my prices are not what they are now. And so even my prices then were like a steal of a deal. And I was still being able to create that income while working part-time. And I always reiterate that, like I was working part-time, I had four under four or I had three under three and was expecting my fourth. And I like to share that with people because you're not alone, right? Like you you totally can do this in a timely manner. And the biggest thing is really taking the time to time block. I don't create one piece of content to post and go on my stories and create a piece of content to post and then, you know, scramble up a sales page and scramble up this. And no, I, I don't do that. What I do is I batch out all my content and then that I, I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, that's fun. I, di- I didn't know which post was being posted today. That's so fun. I was already scheduled. And some of my stories are scheduled, not all of them, because I do like to bring in the real life aspect of like, hey, like, this is an intimate platform. This is so beautiful. Um, but what it does is it allows me to free up so much time in growing my audience. And this is why I love repurposing my content, because if you're always growing your audience, um, and I know it's kind of contradicting, I was like, oh, yeah, my platform has stayed between 1400 and 1500 for a while. But it's like, I'm always bringing new people into my audience regardless. And I did take a three month break from my business in the fall. So kind of makes sense. It checks out. But repurposing your content, when you always have new people coming into your audience and you put like a different flavor, so to speak, on your content, it just adds a beautiful level of ease to your business and it keeps the consistency, which is just so fun. Whole different conversation for another time. Um, But smaller really can be better, in my opinion. I've worked, I mean, I'm going to be very transparent. In one year, I think I grew my entire following and social space to over 100,000 people in my audience. I couldn't handle it. I could not handle the terrible emails that were being sent to me. I could not handle, my banking got hacked. All of my social media channels got hacked. Like everything, it was, it rattled my world. And I'm not saying that 
I, I really didn't want to bring that up in this episode because I've talked a lot about it's safe to be visible. Funny enough, like one of the pieces of content I'm putting out this week is like 90% of my, uh, 90% of the clients hire me in the beginning and they're scared to be on social. They're scared to be visible and it's safe to be visible. I know that sounds so contradicting because of what I just shared, but at that time I, I was posting more controversial stuff and it was, it was wild though. I did not expect that kind of clashback and it took me, it set, set me back in the sense of an intimate audience and working so closely with my ideal clients is the business model I want. I want to work with people one-on-one. I want to serve people with passive courses and I don't need a million people in my audience to be able to have beautiful income. And I just want to know, I don't look at, I don't just follow and have a conversation with someone because I'm like, Ooh, they look like a paycheck. I've never, ever, ever, ever thought that. I connect with people where I know I could rock their world in the best way possible. (laughs) When I know, I'm like, yes, oh my gosh, she has a beautiful business already. Imagine taking it to the next level. And I connect with people on a deep level on purpose. And so it really showed a lot about me in a way that I'm so grateful for. And social media, I, I changed my entire perspective when it comes to social media too. Like, you know, I thought that having a large social media audience was gonna change my life. And it just created more work and not necessarily more profit. And that was eye-opening. I did not expect that. I also had a great example. I had a blog that I started with mom blogging way back. Actually, I had a secret blog when I was pregnant with Maverick, my first. Um, and I did not publish it because I was too embarrassed. But I, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. I had the most amazing carrot muffin recipe literally ever. And I lost it because I didn't publish the dang site. So anyhow, lesson, more of the story. <laughs> um, p- done is better than perfect. And I, I don't even know what that recipe is anymore because I freaking made it up. Anywho, totally off track. I was doing mom blogging. Well, right when COVID happened and it, that hit, I ended up blowing up my blog. Like I got 20,000 views on my homeschooling resource in one day. And I thought that when I got that many views on my website, it was going to unlock my business. And do you know what happened? Um, Google Analytics would just flag me and say that it didn't make sense for me to have that much influction. So if I even was trying to apply to get ads on my website, because you can make very amazing money if you have a certain amount of um, views per month. I think the first one is 20,000 views per month. And then it kind of goes up and you get paid more because they look like more high quality ads. Well, anytime I would have an influx, it would just, nope, that was a fluke somehow. And I'm like, girl, I'm doing a whole Pinterest strategy. It was not a fluke. That's where they found me. Um, I just, I started to get really frustrated and upset. And I was like, you know what? Like I thought this was going to change my life. And I remember working towards that goal of 20,000 views per month. And I got that in a day. And I just remember feeling really defeated. Like I just put my entire life into this and then nothing happened out of it. And it really showed me that bigger is not better. Like truthfully, bigger is not better. I had a huge platform and I didn't, I ended up not even making a dime because my whole ad strategy that was at the time why I was putting so much into my blog, it flopped. And it wasn't just that one time. It wasn't like I let that one little bump in the road defeat me. It happened like that for over two months. It was like anytime I made traction, Google Analytics, which is the platform you need to be able to like, you hook it up when you're applying for the ad so that they can see it. It would always be like, nope, that was a fluke. Girl, I couldn't even click on my website 20,000 times in a day to fake that if I wanted to, but it was in a different country. That's besides the point. I don't want to like rant, but it just showed me that having an intimate audience where you can serve people deeply is so beautiful and so fun. Um, so 
my advice to you is take the time to truly nurture your audience and put out content that genuinely is speaking their language. If you are struggling with content, I do have a $37 ultimate content workshop. I have a ton of $37 workshops that are up on my website now. And if you want them all, you can unlock them all 50% off. It automatically comes up 50% off. So just a heads up. If you're like, I need help with a little bit more clarity, go check out some of my passive stuff on my site. I made sure that this year was really the year that we brought back affordable and quality trainings. Um, of course, like my one-on-one and when I open up masterminds and stuff, those might be a little bit more costly, very transparent because it's so much more intimate in one-on-one and personal, but I wanted to make sure that there was some really good high quality trainings for you to dive into to like get that clarity. So just a little side note, but my advice to you is don't, don't plan on, oh, well, when, when I hit 5,000 followers, then I'll be making $20,000 a month. When I do this, then that will happen. Start making it happen now like really defy all odds. That mindset changed everything for me because I was no longer waiting for anything and I was able to take my power back into my hands. And I think the biggest part of me sharing this was I was very delusional, but in like a positive way, I was like, this is going to change my life. And I mean, I was able to create a beautiful course, my 30K followers in 60 days. Um, That's one of those $37 courses too. But I was able to create a really beautiful course on like how I did it multiple times for myself and my clients. But at the end of the day, Um, intimate is always better, but this really comes down to having beautiful content they can resonate with actually talking to your audience, not trying to quicken a sale. I think I've had this conversation with a lot of people. I, of course, when I see in a Facebook group of someone being like, Hey, I need help with X, Y, Z. Can someone help me? Of course, I'm going to pitch them. Of course, I'm going to tell them about me and pitch them. But otherwise you will see me taking the time to nurture an audience deeply because they deserve it because they don't deserve a quick sale. They don't deserve to be, you know, they don't deserve to be used as a paycheck. And I've never looked at someone like that. Even the people that, you know, reach out for help and I'm pitching, like I don't look at them like that. And the reason I bring this up is I know a lot of people listening to this, that's not their intention, but it comes across that way. It comes across of like, oh, I'm just another number in your following. And by really taking control and making connections with people, that's when the doors open. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they invest. When you treat them well, number one, I totally believe in good karma. But number two, that is how you build a loyal following. That is how referrals flow to you. That is how you transform your business because now you don't have to sit there and wonder, am I making traction? Am I making impact? Do people even care? You naturally are building up that audience and pouring into them in a way that really no one else is. By making your business something that people can't Google or replicate, this is when you start to stand out. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in. There's always someone out there just like you, right? And so at the end of the day, when we can take the time to connect and have conversations and be deep and be real, this is when we stand out. So having a smaller audience, yeah, you might be, you might not be standing out like the influencers, but you are definitely standing out to the people in your audience. And this is why there's, I've always thought this, like, why doesn't, why does someone hire me and they don't hire and then insert all of the huge business coach names out there? Well, it's because I took the time to connect with them. I took the time to be real with them. I took the time to, you know, actually be a person with them. They're unfortunately like this actually kind of hurts my heart to talk about, but I'm so going to be vulnerable 
there's this really big business coach and I, um, invested in some of her master classes and like showed up to a lot of her different events. And I just was like, this is so beautiful. This is amazing. And I remember just having so much fun about it and just, I binged her podcast. Like I was like all up in it. I was just so freaking excited. Um, and then I was like, you know, I'm ready for her signature offer. And I messaged her and she just like brushed me off. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. So I messaged her again, totally like literally R bombed or just hearted my message. And I was like, okay. And then there was another time that I had messaged cause she had on her stories. And I was like, am I not your ideal client? Like I, I totally felt connected with her. And then I was talking to some of my other entrepreneur friends. They're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. I thought something was wrong with me. And I was like, no, apparently not. Cause some of these things you could only get the link if you messaged. And a lot of these other, like the, these people I was talking to were like, that happened to me. I look at them like above me in the entrepreneur world. And I think they're phenomenal. It's like, okay, so it didn't just happen to me, <laughs> but I actually ended up unfollowing her unsubscribing from her podcast, just the way it made me feel. And it wasn't like, I was like, oh, she didn't answer me one time. It was like consistent times. And then it was to everyone around me. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. Like people always show their, show their true colors, but then it really showed me once again, a bigger platform is not always better because you can't take the time to connect with your audience deeper anymore. And there's some really beautiful people like um, Lacey Sites is a really beautiful example of that. She takes the time to connect with her audience so deeply and she has like a good chunk of following. And I really respect business owners like that who take the time to love on and nurture your audience. I have some really beautiful clients even who have like 10, 20,000 followers and their inbox is always blowing up, but they take the time to nurture. And so, you know, I think it also comes like the bigger, can it be better? I mean, for some people who can handle it and nurture their audience, but for other people, I, I don't think it's always, <laughs> I don't think it's always that way, but, um, anywho, circling back, reeling it in. I don't think that we need to be delusional in the sense of waiting for our social media to be bigger, our email list to be bigger. I think what really makes a difference is number one, nurturing the audience. Number two, talking to an aligned, um, ideal client and audience. Um, and then taking the time to do mindset work and taking the time to know that this will, this is all coming together in the way that you envisioned, if not better, it's this or something better. Um, every no is an open door and open opportunity for something better to come along and taking the time to look at opportunities are literally just obstacles disguised. <laughs> like that's something, yeah, the other way around obstacles are just opportunities in disguise. And, I definitely think a big audience can help with visibility, but at the end of the day, having a condensed social media space is just truly everything when you take the time to nurture it. And you can have insane conversion rates because of this. Um, I just had a call with a beautiful ads woman that I just love dearly, but she's, I asked her if she'd do a business call with me and we were going over my sales page and she had mentioned that the sales page industry is about 5%. Actually, I looked it up. That is not true. The average, I'm just going to read it. The average conversion rate for most websites is around 2.35%. The top 25 of sites that convert is about 5.31%. So if you're the top 25% of sales pages that do good, it's going to be at that just over 5% mark. And the top 10% have an almost, it's a almost 11.5% conversion rate. So I was talking to her about this. I don't have a large, super large audience anymore because I got rid of my TikTok and it, there's a whole, whole other thing. Um, I have a 
50% conversion rate on some of my sales pages. That is phenomenal. That doesn't even include in these stats for the average website conversion rates. It's, oh my gosh. And we were talking about that and she's like, that's literally phenomenal. And I'm sharing that not in a bragging sense, but because when you take the time to truly nurture your audience, when you take the time to make sure that your courses are value packed, when you take the time to make sure that everything flows well, you're serving deeply, you have intention and impact before you're really prioritizing income, that's when your business starts to flourish. And that's really what I teach. And I know I talk about it so much and I'm almost like over explaining myself, but I'm really trying to get in the groove. Like, great example this month I actually for January I have my one-on-one discounted like significantly and so if you're wanting one-on-one there's by the time I post this there's only going to be a couple days left of January but it didn't make sense I had my this discounted I made all of my like high performing workshops that were over a hundred dollars I converted them all into a $37 page and I'm having a seven dollar boot camp that I no, I should have charged at least $200 for. And it was still the $20,000 a month that we've been working towards. None of it made sense. None of it made sense. But when people can tell that it's value packed, that you actually care about them getting results and they can see how you support them, there is no other way but for things to flourish. And although I think it's important to have a strategy, I think it's important to have those components locked in. But when your mindset is primed and when you actually take the time to put that intention in, Like I said, it has no opportunity. There's no other way but for it to work. So that is my spiel. I'm so grateful that you tuned in. If you want to take the time to take a screenshot of this and post it to Instagram, tag me at Ambitious and Caffeinated. I give three people coffee gift cards at the end of the month just for taking the time to say thank you and actually supporting my podcast and my business. It just, it means the world. Um, If you feel called to leave a review, I would just be, I would just be so honored if you would do that. If you are looking for someone to support you growing your business, scaling what you have, being able to be really intentional with your time, but grow the business of your dreams, I would love to have a conversation. I'm very open about pricing, deliverables, all of the things in my business. So definitely shoot me a message on ambitious and caffeinated on Instagram. There's no strings attached. I'm not going to hound you if you're just curious about my pricing and what this looks like for you. Um, so don't worry, no strings attached. Feel free to have a conversation with me in the DMS. Um, I love voice memoing, so (laughs) you'll definitely hear some from me. I'd love and be just be so honored to support you reaching your 2024 goals this year. So I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day and thank you for tuning in.